Hello, and welcome to Not Our First Rodeo, a podcast on faith and life by Christian women who have collectively made every mistake in the book. This is a Titus 2 podcast by King of Kings PCA, and we hope this episode is edifying to you as you continue to grow in holiness. Hello, this is episode 16, and we're so glad that you found your way here today. Today's discussion is on forgiveness. I'm here with Gail, Kara, and Helen, and we're attempting to define forgiveness and work through it. We've got some questions. Can you forgive someone if they don't ask for it? Is it a one-way transaction, and what does it look like? In a sermon on forgiveness, our former pastor, Josh Hani compared it to lifting a heavy sandbag. It's heavy, it's awkward, but it needs to be done. Forgiveness and moving sandbags is never easy. We just have to get started, which is honestly the hardest part. So let's listen in for some ways that we can equip ourselves to begin this work. Well, today our topic is forgiveness. It's something we hear about all the time, but I think there's often some misunderstanding about what forgiveness is. So I think the first thing we should do is define it from a biblical point of view. Try this on for size. Forgiveness is being willing to live with the cost of someone else's sin against you and still love them. It's good. I it's like good. Mm-hmm. Is it missing anything? I mean, if it's biblical, I think you're probably right there. Yeah. Right. So it <laughs> sometimes it's easier with something like forgiveness to say mm-hmm. what it's not. Right. Okay. So it's not saying it's okay. You did that to me. It's not saying what they did is okay. And we so often don't use biblical language. We say, I'm sorry, when we should be saying, will you forgive me? Mm -hmm. And we say, it's okay, rather than you are forgiven. Mm -hmm. And we're not trying to be word wranglers, right? We just want to be accurate because there's so much depth in what God has said. Now, the the pattern we see in the Bible that is in the gospels over and over given to us, it it really through the whole Bible is someone repents and someone forgives. So when it comes, we're gonna mostly talk about forgiveness between people today, but it's based on God's forgiveness of us, right? Right. So does God forgive everybody? No. Okay, good. Who does he forgive? His children. Those that ask. Right. right. Those who have repented and ask and become as children, right? Together, you have the perfect the perfect idea mm-hmm. of forgiveness. Let's talk, before we get into um, my slightly off view of forgiveness, let's talk about why forgiveness is hard. Because it usually hits emotions, and emotions are intense. You know, whether they're accurate or not is secondary, but they're definitely intense when you feel them. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually it's because someone caused pain, <clears throat> an emotion that caused pain. And that's, you know, you, you usually run from those rather than face them head on. You have to look at it, you know, to forgive. You have to really look at what happened. Think about it, analyze it, pray. It's a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to admit Either that you were, usually it's, you know, that you did something wrong if you're the offender, right? Um, And sometimes people who choose to be in denial, that might also be hard for them Mm -hmm. to, you know, admit that as well. So it's it's hard on both ends, no matter which direction you're coming from. 
It is hard. Yeah. Our go-to is to justify more than face that. And yeah. as Christians, we're supposed to do the, uh, the opposite. Right. Or, or pretend nothing happened. Oh, yeah. And that just builds up. Yes. And right. comes out more poison in the, right. in the long run. So I'm going to grant Kara an apology here, and I want you to tell me what's wrong with it. Kara, if I hurt your feelings when I said that, I'm sorry. <laughs> what's wrong with that? Well, you're insincere. <laughs> I would say you're a brat. <laughs> Besides that. <laughs> well, it's you're wanting me to accept a half apology. It's mm-hmm. not a it's not a forgiveness at all. It's it doesn't fall in that category because you haven't accepted anything yourself. You're putting it on me to give you justification. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no definition. You haven't defined what you're apologizing right. for. Right. It needs to be specific, right? Yeah. So That's it's excellent. kind of like a little blanket, you know. If then. If. But there's no responsibility. Yeah, that that if part. isn't always, you didn't get an apology at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So it's fake. Mm-hmm. So if we minimize, blame shift, any of those kind of gaslighting things. Throw a but. But. Yeah. Or blame someone else. Yeah. It's hard to believe that that's sincere. And plus, I said I'm sorry when, so I'm going to ask Helen, Helen, will you forgive me for how rude I was to you the last time we spoke? I spoke harshly. Will you forgive me? That was sin. That's perfect. It's clear, uh, genuine, and specific. Yeah. Because I may not even remember or have interpreted it that way. And I think that's where it's important. That's where the Holy Spirit plays his role, right? Mm -hmm. And convicting us. And boy, I seem to have been doing all, I personally in this last weekend feel like I've done that many times. (laughs) It's like, what what am I doing? Or what am I thinking or saying or not saying? But we always need to be open to what God is Mm -hmm. telling us and then be willing to act or respond in that appropriate way, even if the other person doesn't realize mm-hmm. what you've done. I think that's a te- teaching moment all the way around. Yeah, I think that's important when the way you did that with with her, because like you said, you may we don't always necessarily hear that conversation the other way. But I think as Christians, we just blow stuff off a lot. And that transaction of you actually coming back, I may not have even thought about it because it is what it is. Life goes on, move right. on. Don't judge. You might just blow something off, but it, we really need to be, cause us to be more alert. So another thing that forgiveness is not, right, is not saying it's okay. And it does not mean that sometimes we might have to change parameters of the relationship because of what that person has done to you. And I've had people say, well, then you're not really forgiving. And that's not the case, right? So if someone is driving with your kids and they're drunk, you can forgive them, but you would never let them drive with your kids again, right? right? So I think we need to make that clear. Even with forgiveness, we might have to change some circumstances. Or even that you, the assumption is that you have to continue a relationship with someone. And I don't think that those two things necessarily go together. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, one is one thing, one is another, and you have to gauge your situation on whether that's Mm -hmm. a wise thing to do Mm -hmm. to continue a relationship. What would be an example of someone you wouldn't have to, because of 
the sin, you wouldn't have to keep a relationship up. Um, for me personally, I have found I've had to walk through forgiveness, but not maintain relationships with people who don't share Christ. They, they're not Christians. They don't care. And so they're, they don't have the ability to one, see what the forgiveness I'm offering is. Uh, and two, they don't receive it because they're still lost in sin. Um, a lot of people from childhood, um, I wouldn't maintain a relationship. I was molested. I wouldn't maintain a relationship with the person who molested me, but forgiveness is definitely still something I need to walk through. Yeah. Um, whether that's received or not, but the relationship, it's not wise to keep that relationship. Sometimes it is, and people can move through yeah. that, but in my case, it definitely wasn't. Yeah. That makes sense. Can you clarify something you said just so sure. there's not a misunderstanding? So you're not saying that you can't have a relationship with someone because they're not a Christian. No, 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 no. Yeah, just clarify. I'm saying that in my case, because that person didn't understand what forgiveness was, the concept of forgiveness, mm -hmm. uh, basically they're God haters. So go walking through forgiveness on my end was not necessarily received on their end. And that can sometimes get tricky. That can get very tricky. So let's talk about that. The pattern we see in the Bible that over and over is, we, we, we touched on this, right? That there is repentance and then forgiveness. Um, it's kind of the cheese stands alone in a, in a way with this, but you know, my understanding is that forgiveness is a transaction. It's something we grant. Like if we forgive a legal debt, we don't just forgive it in our own minds and hearts and never tell person, tell that person, Hey, you don't owe me that money anymore. Right. It's something right. we grant that person. And it seems like a lot of worldly definitions of an understanding of forgiveness have mixed in with a Christian understanding. The other thing that makes it hard is the words that are used in the Bible. Sometimes one word is used one or two or three different, four different ways. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think with forgiveness, there's been some confusion. Uh, I, I don't know if you have heard this. I've heard this many times. Oh, you have to forgive someone in your heart, even if they don't repent or even if they're dead or whatever, because you do it for you so that you're not carrying around that heaviness respond to that i think that's something other than forgiveness it's a different mm -hmm. word and i don't know the correct five dollar word for it but i don't think they're the same thing and i, I think we just like to lump stuff together because it's easier it is easier right and it's you don't want to be always hair splitting but i think you're right kara um every time someone offends us it's not necessarily a forgiveness granted and accepted situation. Mm -hmm. The Bible talks about forbearance, right? right? A few places in the old or in the new Testament, say a bunch of us are talking and someone interrupts the next a person. We all do that, right? We start talking at the same time. And what if that person never says they're sorry? Well, this is not necessarily a forgiveness issue. This is like a forbearance, like, mm -hmm. Oh, that's, yeah, it was a little rude or whatever, but no one, she didn't mean that. So we're not going to go down that thing. We're going to forbear it. We're going to just say, that's something that does not, everything doesn't need to be confronted. Right. Right. We, uh, otherwise we'd be confronting people day and night, <laughs> isn't <it laughs> especially like, in your own home. Isn't it like that idea similar to when you have a new believer and you, you like kind of grant them graces because right. they don't know, or they don't have the maturity. Mm -hmm. If, if you were just mad at everything someone said that maybe they didn't even know or they are aware of, aware of, 
you're never going to not be mad. Especially me, because I only say dumb stuff all the time. Yeah, so here's a good definition definition of forbearance. It's patient, self-control, restraint, and tolerance. So like, like your uh, idea yeah. of a new Christian, they're going to say things that aren't necessarily biblically correct. Are we going to jump on every single thing they say? Oh, they didn't say that the right way. We better correct that. Now there's times to set things straight, but I think forbearance needs to be stressed a little more. Yeah. You know, we're, we're much more delicate, I think, than Christians should be. I think we need to not be so easily offended by everything that comes out or comes toward or that we hear. And I don't know. I think there's something about not being easily offended, but right. Um, That's a good point. I think Christians have gotten maybe in our legalism more than anything, but we've gotten really offended. We get offended over every little thing. And I think that can be sinful too, to not extend a grace that everything has to be given. And like well, that person has to, I, they need to come and ask for forgiveness for that's Yeah. Right. Like, and our culture, come on, we're swimming in that yeah. right now, right? Everyone, you know, cancel this, cancel that. Um, and there's a place for saying we're not going to tolerate this kind of, you know, thoughts towards, you know, different races or right. ethnic groups. You know, we need to draw a line and say that's wrong. Right. But I have felt like there needs to be like a 10-year kind of moratorium on public apologies because if, <laughs> if we're going to keep yeah. digging back to what someone said in their 20s and now their 60s, you know, and maybe yeah. we need to forbear kind of use of like with people are younger, we say, okay, they know better. Now they're doing better. Let's just mm-hmm. leave that alone and not keep yeah. Yeah, digging. Yeah, and that's maturity there, right? Mm-hmm. And so depending on what line you fall on, um, we should be more loving and patient with one another. But as a mature mm-hmm. believer, you should be able to, to not be offended so easily. Yeah, well, yeah. like you were saying, it is a transaction. There's something that happens on both parts. Mm-hmm. There's the forgivee, I guess, has to have something happen in their heart to cause them to have conviction and go towards the other person. The other person also has something they have to they have to receive and they have to give back something, whether it's grace or mm-hmm. an awareness that right. they were even offended. How many times right. that? Do yeah, sometimes let... people come to us and we're like, oh, I wasn't right. offended at all. Yeah. You're fine, you know, but in their heart. Yeah, but two people have something happen, happened, and, and that's, that's right. I think that's a good way to know if something, if forgiveness actually happened. Yes, is that there yeah. was something that happened at two ends. I think that's very well put. So, but there's still heart work to be done, even if someone doesn't come and repent. Right? It's not like we, and this is where you said we kind of mush all the definitions together. Our heart always needs to be open and soft, and we need to be doing work with the Lord in that. So that should that person come to us, we should be so ready for get to forgive right. because we've already done that work. And, you know, if it's something that really bothers us, Matthew 18 tells us that we can go and talk to that person, right? Now, it's very odd to, with Matthew 18, there seems to be a somewhat wooden approach to it. More than this is a general guideline, like, you always have to do it exactly like this. I don't think that's what Jesus is saying, you know? Right. I think it's more like, the whole idea of if you can go and talk to that person, but there might be times when you need to confront someone and you can't go alone, like in an abuse situation that would not be emotionally safe for you. So it's, you're not breaking Matthew 18. If you take someone with you, do you know what I mean? So Matthew 18 is wonderful. It's a beautiful way to deal 
with when someone's offended us, but we have to be careful not to get too wooden with it. It's like those uh, prescriptive versus descriptive mm -hmm. places in scripture. You know, right. It doesn't have to be, this isn't a legal document of how mm -hmm. right. the procedure is. It's, it's a guidance. And I've seen situations too, where two people can't, for whatever reason, they're in a stalemate position maybe. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just time away, time apart. But like you said, you're praying that reconciliation can come. And I've seen mm -hmm. these things happen. Like it sometimes it takes years mm -hmm. before you can come back together and say, but during that time, your heart should still be thinking and preparing yeah. itself, mm -hmm. uh, whichever end you lie on or the, you fall sure. on. But um, yeah, sometimes these things take time. It's not just a, oh, okay, I forgive you and you move on. It's mm -hmm. not the, always that easy. It's not that easy. And in, in serious cases of, you know, some really hard things, I think time, it, it's, it, you do well to give it time. Yeah. You know, sometimes when, you know, situation where I'd say there's a shooting or something, a school shooting, and the family within five minutes says, you know, we forgive. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful in one way, but in another way, you want to say, you might need time to work through this right. before. Because when I forgive like that, I typically then take it back down the road as I'm dealing with emotions. Right. And that's not good either. Mm -hmm. Right. I think it would be more helpful if we could be okay, more okay with saying, like, I hope to forgive. I, I desire to forgive because mm -hmm. probably it hasn't happened today, but you really do want to get to that place. And I, I think that shows the Christian heart, but speaks mm -hmm. to Helen that mm -hmm. it does take time. And I, I love what you said. Yes, it takes time, but there's something that should still be happening. It's right. not like nothing is happening That's in your right. mind. Nothing is happening in your heart. There's still, God is still doing something before he actually has that transaction take place. Right. Cause we have work to do to keep our house hurts from bitterness right exactly you know because there there are cases where someone thinks i didn't sin against you i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> and so get over it so we can get angry and just mad at them even more mm -hmm. i'll get you you know or doing that work of god i'm bitter yeah there's a really good book on bitter a little booklet on bitterness by um jim wilson that i would recommend to anyone it's a very small, it's a little booklet. And he talks about this very thing, you know, what work do you have to do in your own heart so that you're ready to forgive? Because have you ever been bitter? Yeah, sure. a couple times. It's awful. It is. Yeah, it's awful. And, and most of the time it's, it makes you feel worse than the actual event itself, the offense itself. It festers and it grows. It's not pretty. Yeah. Well, look at the book of Ruth. Call, just call me Mara. Yeah. That, yeah. And there's been times when I'm like, that could be my name. Mm -hmm. But it, you should never want to stay there. It should bother you. For the Christian, it should mm -hmm. bother you that this is where you're at. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, it absolutely should bother us. And we should work towards reconciliation and, and peace as far as it depends on us. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that's. Uh, Romans 15, you know, as far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. We can only do so much. Right. So I think it helps to keep this, these thoughts clear. And then to always, always remember that God's pretty chastising towards those who don't forgive. Right. 
and our forgiveness of other people should be based on everything that we've been forgiven of, right? It would be hard to look at your own sin and not forgive someone else. It'd be really, really hard. So. You're telling the truth about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's another book that I just finished reading with a couple of gals called Peace, The Peacemaker. Oh, that's like Ken, Sandy. Ken Sandy, yeah. yeah. That Excellent. was, um, cause there, I've had a particular situation that I've been working through for years. And of course, then when you're working through this one, then another one pops mm-hmm. up. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but this, and so I've read other things in the past, which were fine and good, but this one seemed to, maybe I was just in the right place at the right time in yeah. my heart too, but it just really seemed to kind of hit all the spots that we need to be focusing on mm-hmm. in order to be able to move forward, mm-hmm. moving that. Anyway, I'd recommend that to anybody. It was a, I like that one. a good read. That is really good. There's um, a very short novel that you could probably read in a couple hours called The Matries. That's the people's last name. It's by Annie Dillard. I don't know if any of you have read Annie before. She's kind of like a Christian Walden kind of writer. You know, she's got a bunch of stuff on nature. But anyway, this novel is one of the most beautiful portrayals of forgiveness that I've ever seen. I don't want to give the ending, but it was actually... I, I was reading it going, okay, this is a nice little story. Okay, yeah, not that into it. And then when everything falls apart at the end and the forgiveness that is offered is so extreme that I mean my jaw dropped. Wow. So sometimes, for me, I, I need to get things from all angles and sometimes yeah. fiction can really help me with that. Anything, Courtney, do you want to say anything about forgiveness? Well, I have a question. So <clears throat> if somebody has sinned against you, yet they don't understand sin or understand the depth of the hurt that they have caused. And so they never come and ask for forgiveness. Are you saying that we are to go to them and offer the forgiveness anyways? Hmm. Well, again, I don't think there's a game plan here Mm -hmm. of an absolute right or wrong on how to do this. I think, yeah. I mean, if it's another Christian, I would say definitely but what if it's not? What if they have no idea what even sin is? Do you think that's like a really good opportunity to share the gospel with somebody? Yeah, I think it could be. Or, I would consider the relationship and what kind of a relationship. Um, what If it's a relationship that really means something to you and you want it to be good and better in the future, I would definitely do it. And you can do it and they might not understand and say, well, I didn't do anything wrong. Um, so you don't grant them a forgiveness i mean we don't run after people going i forgive you i forgive you, you know, wait take it, take it take it <laughs> you know but no matter what they do your heart should be soft and loving towards that person and that's where it's, it gets hard yeah and that's one of those are you gonna throw out one of those graces mm-hmm. or was it severe enough that it needs to be addressed right now because they may not understand it right away. Mm-hmm. And that may be over time, you know, with prayer, praying for that person. They may turn around and say, you know, later on that, yeah, I, I finally understand what you meant. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they're still human. I mean, they still know they did something wrong, even though they're not believers. I, I think and that's I mean, a good that's point. A really good point. I was going to say, I, I don't know that that transaction of Christianity, the forgiveness of brother to brother or brother and sister, I don't know if that is what would be happening. Um, I know there's been times when it wasn't Christian forgiveness, it's something else, but it's still important. And 
if you can express that to the person because you're a Christian, and even though on their end, they're not going to get it or hear it or see it or even receive it, or even maybe get mad. Um, they could be mad and I don't care, but you need to do something on your part. And I think that's important too, even though that may not necessarily be technical forgiveness and you don't know what it'll do later. Mm -hmm. I've had that happen to me a number of times where I can't, I can't be responsible for what your end of this conversation is, but on my end, this is what I need to say. And this is how I want you, what I want you to know. Mm -hmm. And you have to kind of be, if nothing comes back, am I okay with that? And as long as it's about you doing this, cause you know, it's what the Lord wants you to do. I think that's it's still very important. I just don't know if it's technical forgiveness. Right. But very important. Yeah, definitely. I have a really good picture of that. I, I don't like using the word fan, but I'm a true crime fan junkie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like the word fan, but I don't, I don't like crime, but you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So anyways, there's this, um, there's this really amazing video of the Green River Killer sitting in court in a courtroom, and all of the people who, uh, all, all of the family members of the people that he has killed, are getting up and having their moment to right. confront him. He's not allowed to say anything. He's not allowed to do anything. He just has to sit there and take it all in. So family after family after family get up and just rip him. And they're so angry and the, the, the emotion is so visible on their face. It's just, it's so clear that they have been so marred and hurt by this man. And so they're all just laying it all out there. And then the very last one gets up there and says, basically that, that he forgives him, that he doesn't want him to rot in prison and be stuck with the memory of all the things that he's done but he will be and um he forgives him for what he did to his daughter and he hopes that he can find christ in all of this and that he can find true forgiveness the whole time everybody else is speaking to him he's smiling mm -hmm. and he's yep he knows exactly what he deserves he knows that he did something wrong he and he loves it but when he's offered forgiveness from this other from this from a family member of one of the people he's killed he just breaks down and cries wow. because not one person offered him forgiveness. Not one person saw the man mm -hmm. and not the hurt. And I just thought that was a beautiful picture because it also speaks to what you were saying that I can't, I can't, um, I can't control what you do on your end, what your response is, but this is how I'm taking it. This is how I'm going about it. And the forgiveness is, is there, whether you want it or not. And so I don't know if you would disagree with that or what you think about that, but he, I mean, his words were, I'm offering forgiveness. Do you think that's something different? I mean, it could be. I mean, the fact that he's offering it is fine, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know. It sounds like, sound, and I've seen that clip, but it's mm -hmm. been a long time and it was very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, I would, I guess the best I could say is, you know, if, I don't know his name, but the Green River Killer, if he was repentant at that point yeah. and, you know, yeah. and I think it's Mount that he to... was like, he was not, he was listening to everybody else. He was like, yep, bring it on. But like once that. he heard that one, it. he responded differently. He responded differently. So I think there's a like, heart behind it rather right. than the term. Because there you go. The yeah. person saying that they believe 
as far as their belief of what forgiveness is or isn't, that that term applies to them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if biblically that is an actual forgiveness. You know, but I still think it's very important for people to do the work on their end that they need to do. Mm-hmm. I've had times where I've had to go in and have conversations. And just like I described, I don't know what you are going to think, feel, do, but I do know I need to say and have this conversation with you. Mm-hmm. And I've had that same person not be able to walk through my front door when we invited them mm-hmm. for whatever holiday. Like they physically could not walk through the front door. And it was maybe six years from the conversation to walk through the door. You know, that, but it's, I just don't know that it's, I think the person as much as they know at this point in time, they would believe it's forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So it's less about the terminology that we use, but more about the heart behind it. But the terminology is still important. It is. But I think if you don't have it, you know, think of how a little kid thinks of terms like lust or you know, right, right. judgment, the, mm-hmm. the way that culture uses judgment. And right. Even secular people walking around, throwing around forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, they probably have an idea. I shouldn't just make such blanket statements, but I think it's something different, but I think that the heart behind reconciliation is really the, mm-hmm. the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I'd rather have you do the right thing and call it the wrong thing. Right. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. yeah. Like because I, who cares if you know the $5 word, do the $1 thing. Mm-hmm. And right. to be fair, for the most part, overwhelmingly in scripture, it talks about forgiveness coming after repentance and someone asking for it. There are places where it doesn't have that pattern, but those are typically places um, where like Jesus says, father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Right. Well, Jesus is calling out to his father. You know, it's a little bit of a different transaction. So there's a lot of differences. We don't want to get snagged on technicalities. Right. A heart that's willing and open based on what Christ did, the sin, our sin that he took on the cross, should produce a heart that is open. I had a counselor to say, and this is how they defined forgiveness. And obviously this isn't biblical forgiveness, but it helps me to understand the heart behind it. Are you willing to let that person do the same thing to you again and still love them? Mm. And if that lets me know where my heart is with something, Mm. because I'm like, could you do the exact thing again? And we're still going to sit down and have dinner together. That helps me know where my heart is. Mm. So that's a very secular idea, Mm -hmm. but it's a helpful way for me to know immediately where my heart is. Plus you don't know what God is doing in a person. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you don't know, what happened to that guy mm-hmm. you know, in that moment you saw a physical change right mm-hmm. but god can only know what's going on in the heart mm-hmm. right so it's still good to to put that out you know, whether it comes from a secular viewpoint or you know spiritual one god can still use that mm-hmm. either way like like you said gail i mean it's still good air on that way <laughs> right. yeah. I, agree. I love how gail put it a heart that is willing and open based on what christ did should produce a heart that is open to forgiveness. However you define it, being willing to forgive is what a Christian is called to do. All because we have been forgiven more than we even realize. It's not easy, and it's not fair, but it is like Christ, and that should be what we are all striving towards.
There were several resources that were mentioned in today's episode, and I've added all of them, including the courtroom footage of the Green River Killers trial, to the show notes for you. Thank you all for being with us today. We hope that you'll subscribe to this podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode on admonishment comes out.